0: didgeridoo means it's time for the australia news desk here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator
1: is steve visher and grant McHaren from the plain crazy down under podcast Dateline, August 19th, 2012.
0: Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode number 211. Grant, I tell you what, this is going to be the longest Australia Desk ever. I reckon we've got about 50 stories here on the screen this week.
1: Mate, we've got everything. We've got GA, we've got military, we've got Virgin Eddie Had, we've got Qantas, we've even got the Flying Fruit Tingle rebranding. We've got it all.
0: Well, let's uh, settle in, folks. It's going to be a long report. Oh, hang on. I've got this email here from Peter Johnson. What, that they just pop in? Looks like a bit of a challenge. Looks like a bit of a challenge. They I they've got lots of uh, listener mail this week, mate, and we should keep the report brief. Brief? How brief? A pair
1: of undies brief?
0: Well, brief, they reckon. All right, let's see. We can cut that story out. Click that one there. Cut that paste there. Delete that one. Okay, that's much shorter. Let's go. Gips Aero. Looks like they're going to start manufacturing in the US. They've signed a deal.
1: That's right, mate. They've uh, signed a deal with Washington State-based Soloy Aviation, and they're going to be assembling the GA-8 air van. Uh, Many of the components of the air van are actually made in the US. What happens now? They get shipped to Australia, put together, test flown, pulled apart, packed up into a a container, and sent back to the US. So what's going to happen now is that... uh, uh, Gips Aero will be sending over all the components made in Australia over to the USA and all the other parts will be sourced, brought together and assembled over there.
0: Yes, uh, Gips Aero's uh, Chief Executive Officer Terry Miles said that we're strategically implementing air van maintenance centres to uh, penetrate the US market and ensure that the air van is a viable aircraft for operators in the United States. And of course, uh, one of the major customers for the GA8 over there is the uh, US Civil Air Patrol, uh, which they use uh, with great
1: effect. That's right, mate. Um, a lot of fun and we've had some great chats with the guys, the only thing they kind of wish for is a softer seat. But, you know, they're working on that. I believe they've done an update of, this, of the GA-8 airvan seat, especially for those who like a softer place to park their bottom.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Grant, uh, i tell you one aircraft that probably doesn't have a very comfortable seat either is uh, the fleet of former uh, Royal New Zealand Air Force A4 Skyhawks.
1: That's right. And that while those aircraft were parked for a while, you're going to find out that there's some new folks going to park their bottoms in those ejection seats. Draken International is buying eight of the ex-Kiwi 4 k skyhawks and they're going to use them as part of uh, defense training activities providing a realistic training and threat simulation in other words they're going to be part of the aggressor squadrons it looks
0: yeah excellent uh throwback to top gun isn't it grant because uh you know we we saw those in top gun
1: oh mate some excellent scenes of the a4s just doing that high roll rate getting out of the way of those big hunking f-14s brilliant stuff
0: yeah, so they're buying eight of these aircraft, uh, as you mentioned, along with uh, 20 spare engines. Of course, a lot of those aircraft were former uh, Royal Australian Navy Skyhawks, weren't they?
1: Yeah, that's right, mate. And one of the Royal Australian Navy Skyhawks that was used by the Kiwis is actually coming back to the Navy uh, Museum Air Museum at Nowra. So uh, obviously, one of them has at least made it back to Australia.
0: Yeah, good news. Well, uh, talking about military aircraft that are actually leaving Australia, we mentioned uh, several months ago that Indonesia would be getting an, a number of uh, ex-Royal Australian Air Force C-130H models. Well, Looks like they're going to take a whole heap more now.
1: That's right, Steve. We've donated four of the uh, C-130Hs a while back, and Indonesia is now thinking, hey, they're so good, we want more, and they're looking to purchase an additional six.
0: Now, according to this article that we're uh, reading here in AustralianAviation.com.au, it says the price tag for each aircraft is roughly 15 million US dollars. Well, that's about 15 million Australian dollars at the moment. There
1: you go, mate. And uh, that's not a bad deal to buy a bunch of uh, C 130Hs. 15 million. Woohoo. How many do we want, mate? Should we finally get the PCDU C 130? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, we should do it. A little bit more sponsorships needed. And uh, not <laughs> only that, Grant, I noticed that these aircraft will be uh, refurbished before they're, they're sent over to Indonesia. So uh, a good deal for the
1: Indonesians. Yeah, mate. That's right. And it's part of the uh, closer ties we're forging with our neighbours immediately to the north.
0: And as uh, some old uh, aviation equipment uh, passes away into the uh, to the history books, as far as Australia is concerned, there's a newer era of technology coming in here and uh, something I'm not entirely comfortable with. But as we reported uh, several months ago, some legislation had been brought in by the uh, federal parliament here to uh, bring in uh, the naked body scanners, Grant, and it looks like that's, uh, that's going ahead from November.
1: That's right, mate. Invasion of the body scanners. Uh, these machines are supposed to be different to the uh, controversial ones in the US. They're apparently ones that are allowed in Europe, which means they're operating on a different wavelength and, and uh, strength of the radiation. And also they're the ones that do the stick figure outlines, not the actual nudie pictures that caused all the ruckus. So apparently these ones are a generic stick figure and uh, aren't quite as irradiating.
0: Uh, interestingly, Grant, I know over in the uh, the US that the uh, TSA people over there are not allowed to wear, uh, for example, dosimeters to uh, measure any uh, harmful doses of radiation that they might be exposed to. I wonder if they'll be allowed to do that here.
1: Well, I'm thinking it might be time to go and buy a personal dosimeter and just walk around for a while then go through the machine a couple of times and see what you get. Mm, what a joke. Grant, can you just remind me how
0: many terrorists that we've caught by using this uh, this technology?
1: Well, probably about as many as we've caught uh, since 9-11. Uh, most of them have all been picked up by uh, either passengers reacting or were taken down by cops well before they got on the plane.
0: Mm, absolutely. I'm very dubious about this. I don't think it's necessary. It's over the top and, uh, you know, despite all the assurances that we have that this technology is great and it's safe, I just, you know, given uh, some of the companies selling it, I'm just more than a little bit cynical about it. But hey, that's just my opinion, Grant.
1: (laughs) Your opinion, you're welcome to it. Uh, I'm dubious about it as well. I've I've gone on a number of times about security theatre, and I think we need to really reassess the issues, the causes, and uh, how we address them and look at getting the best results for the money spent. And I really don't see that this is the best way of doing it. But hey, it makes the politicians feel good because they seem to be deploying things. They're able to wave the flags and saying, we're doing stuff for security, and it gives everyone those uh, warm fuzzies.
0: And the other thing I notice here too, Grant, is that uh, while in the US you can uh, choose to opt out uh, and have a pat down instead, uh, that's not being an option here. And I know in Europe that's not the case either. You uh, Basically, if you uh, don't go through the naked body scanner, well, you're not flying, that's it.
1: Well, it's not quite that bad, Steve. They will have the old classic walkthrough metal detectors available and you're required to go through one or the other. so if you don't want to use the new body scanner you've still got to go through the metal detector but if you refuse either of them well then you're banned from flying
0: absolutely well there you go uh, what do you reckon i think we've beaten peter there after all the uh, the english beat us and so many things at the olympics we can't possibly let him get away with beating us for this six minute time limit
1: no mate this has to become the new battle for the ashes the podcasting ashes there you go
0: well there we go grant uh, as we issue that challenge to peter johnson uh, we'll just have to see uh, how he goes with it until next week i'm steve visher
1: and i'm the irradiated grant mccarran Southern skies,
0: online media.